You're listening to Your Higher Self Podcast, episode 63. Today, we're going to talk about how to measure your success. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for taking the time to invest in your mind and doing it with me today. I am super excited for this week's episode because you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you're on that journey to your highest self. And just like I am obsessed with personal development, I know you are too. And you're ambitious, you're constantly seeking to elevate yourself, to grow, to like tackle the next project, the next mountain. But what happens when you're constantly chasing success, when you're constantly chasing external things of success? and not ever really truly feeling happiness or fulfillment. Because let me tell you, how you measure your success is ultimately gonna determine your level of happiness. So if you're constantly measuring yourself against things that don't really matter, like things that don't exist, other people's opinions, um, get ready to always be disappointed in yourself and quit, especially when the going gets tough. So In today's episode, we're going to talk about what does success really mean for you, what role your emotions and feelings play in your success, how to choose the key markers of progress for yourself, and the one thing that will completely solve your success struggles. Super excited. Before we get into it, I want to first introduce myself. I kind of totally forgot to in the beginning. If you are a new listener, welcome. My name is Shanae. I'm your host. Um, I am a former WBFF bikini pro and a fitness and nutrition coach turned master life coach. Very random, <laughs> but basically I'm obsessed with helping you on your journey to your highest self. And because of my experiences in the professional competing world, being a fitness and nutrition coach, I have a very unique perspective on integrating this holistic lifestyle of mind, body, and heart. And I'm here to teach you how to create that for yourself today. I'm also obsessed with women who are aspiring fitness and life coaches. And as you've probably realized, a lot of these episodes have been speaking to you directly and helping you overcome perfectionism and self-doubt so that you can put yourself out there to take action on your secret dream. So that's who I am in a nutshell. If you're a returning loyal listener, welcome back. Super excited to have you here. Um, Before we get into today's episode, I want to take a moment to invite you into Mindset Makeover Membership, which is my monthly mindset membership program. Um, This is the personal development program for you if you're on this journey to your highest self and you're seeking accountability, community, and support for this. So we have a monthly virtual retreat, a book club. This month's coaching theme is courage over comfort, which like ties beautifully into this podcast episode. Yes, I do that on purpose. Um, And what else do we have? I mean, we have so much, but it's not about what we have. It's who you become in the process of joining and learning how to be vulnerable and opening yourself up to the community and making new friends. So if you are interested in joining, um, you can join anytime as of now, you can just scroll down to the show notes and the sign up link is down there in the buy in the, in the link, <laughs> the sign up link is down in the show notes. Let me say that again. And if you have any questions, you can DM me or you can email me. Um, other than that, I want to hear from you. So I'm like craving to do some type of workshop and I want to do it for you aspiring entrepreneurs, coaches, even if you are not an aspiring coach, you're established and you've been doing this for a while. What are the things that you're struggling with? What are the things that I can help you? Um, 
I have successfully built, I mean, I don't usually like saying these kind of things, but I've successfully built a six figure business and doing it in a way that feels extremely aligned and authentic to me where I only work maybe 20, 25 hours max. I handle my, um, you know, I'm present in my life. And I think that's so important. And I know this is like the most random little input that I'm putting in here, but basically one of the things that I would like to help you guys more with is building your business. And I'm going to be straight up and say, I'm not a business coach. (laughs) I'm great at strategy, but it's not what I do. I'm more so interested in helping you with your confidence and your self-belief so that you can start to put yourself out there to help the people that you know you're here to help and that you're meant to help. And you know, we can have the best strategy in the world, but if we don't believe in ourselves, then we're not going to take the actions that are needed. So if this message is resonating with you, please email me, please DM me. I want to know like, where are you struggling? How can I support you? How can I create like a workshop or a training or a masterclass that takes you from where you are now to where you want to be? Um, and I want to make sure it's like actually beneficial for you guys. So please reach out to me if this sounds like you and you're seeking support in shifting this like self-conscious nobody to self-confident leader energy. Okay, without further ado, let's get into it. So like I said, today we're going to talk about how to measure success. And the reason why that is so important is because if you want to be truly happy, if you want to feel fulfilled, and if you want to reach your highest potential in life, we have to talk about what success means to you. And we're going to strip it all the way down and we're going to talk about redefining success because I think we can all agree that, um, you know, if you're in the kind of same lifespan that I am, I'm about to turn 30 next year. Success to me has, you know, really meant how much money you make, your Instagram followers, um, the type of car you drive, where you live, your house, the type of clothes you wear. I mean, it used to be so external. And I think even on Instagram, when we see the shift that's happened, you know, we no longer feel attracted to the Instagram accounts that have like fake perfect lives and everything is so aesthetic and everything is so poised and they have fake cars and fake houses and fake, you know, fake airplanes and jets. And we used to be so attracted to that. But as we've awakened as a collective and as I've been on my own spiritual journey and my own personal development journey, just as you have been, you've started to realize like those things aren't as important to you anymore. So you may have gotten to this point where you reached a big goal and you got there and you're like, wow, like this should be the epitome of success. Maybe it's in your career or position, or maybe you got married, maybe you had a kid, and then you're finally at this point, and you're like, well, now what? Like, I actually don't feel happy or free or confident. This is because we have to redefine what success looks like for you. So the way that I encourage you to define success is by first looking at your core values. Are the definitions of success that you have like in your mind's eye, are they aligned with your core values? If one of your success definitions is the type of car that you drive, like, is that in alignment with your values? Yes or no. And there's no judgment here. It could very well be. And that's, that's, that's what matters. Like what matters is if it's in alignment for you, not for anyone else. So for example, um, we'll use that car. Say the, say the car is a, um, a measure of success for you. And say one of your core values is personal growth. 
say that having that car is in alignment with your core values because it represents the level of personal growth that you've made in being able to purchase things for yourself. You see, see what I'm saying? Like maybe you had a mindset of, I can't have nice things. I can't have nice things. I can't have nice things. And you're doing this personal growth. You're doing this personal development and you're now able to buy nice things for yourself. Like you're able to spend money on yourself. You're able to do that. That definitely is in alignment with your core values. You see what I'm saying? So there's no good or bad or right or wrong. You have to see what it looks like for you. Um, the second thing I want you to think about is who are you trying to be successful for? Are you trying to impress your parents or your neighbors or like trying to keep up with the Joneses on Instagram? Or are you doing this for yourself? Are you doing it for a legacy? Are you doing it for your future children? Like really ask yourself, who am I trying to be successful for? Because a lot of times we already are successful. Like if we're trying to be successful for ourselves and we're only comparing ourselves to our past self, you made it. Like you're already there, right? Like give yourself a pat on the back. But when we are trying to be successful for others, when we're trying to either people please or try to appease like parents, neighbors, keep it up the Joneses, like I said, then you're never going to feel successful because it's going to be that finish line that's constantly moving as you go through life. The third thing I want you to think about to redefine success for yourself is what do you want success to feel like? What do you want it to feel like? Do you want it to feel like freedom, abundance? Do you want it to feel like going to the coffee shop at 2 p.m. and being able to just read a book? For me, success feels like being able to wake up at whatever time I want in the morning and not being beholden to anyone else's schedule. Um, it looks like being able to easily you know, drop a couple hundred bucks on something for my foster kittens or something for my dogs. It's being able to have my sister over and clear my schedule and spend three uninterrupted days of one-on-one -on -one time with her. That's what success feels like to me. And this is really important because feelings are going to be the biggest driver of your actions. Because if we look at the thought model, right, feelings always trigger your actions. So unless you can pinpoint how it is that you want to feel, then you cannot create that new thought model for yourself. And if we take this back to like visualization and manifestation and like Feelings are going to be the trigger for that in order for you to actualize the action that you want or the result that you're looking for You have to really think about how it is that you want to feel and let me tell you This is probably going to be the hardest thing for you to answer um, Because anytime I ask my clients well, like what do you want? <laughs> like how do you want to feel? Their first thought is like well, I don't want to feel like this but that's actually looking at the negative. And so we're trying to look at the positive. So shifting our language, talking about what we do want and, and moving towards that versus talking about what we don't want and trying to run away from that. I hope that makes sense. So that's why our feelings and our emotions play such a big role in our success because if we, A, like, are aligning them with our core values, realizing who we want to be successful for, and like putting ourselves in that driver's seat, and then C, ultimately like knowing what it is 
what we want to feel and what success feels like for us, I bet you can find successful moments in your like every single day, in your mundane, in the little things, in having a cup of coffee on the couch and doing your journaling. Like that can feel like success. So this is why the feelings part is so important because I want you to realize that you are successful every single day and you can stop this hamster wheel of a chase that you're on, like always constantly striving for that next thing and that next thing and then not ever feeling good enough in between. And also like gaslighting yourself, right? Like when you meet that successful thing, when you achieve that milestone, like not even giving yourself that benefit or that recognition of being like, wow, I did it. Okay. So when you're able to know what success feels like, and you're able to allow yourself to feel it and finding it in small moments in your every single day, overall, you're going to feel so much more successful. And then when you hit those big milestones, when you hit those big achievements, you will be able to really be proud of yourself and acknowledge yourself for how far you've come. So now let's get a little bit tactical. Uh, what are some key markers of progress that we can use to measure our success? Because I know um, talking about feelings is very esoteric and I'm also like very much like strategy details. I'm type A. I'm a little bit obsessive, a little bit controlling, <laughs> but like a healthy control freak. Um, and so I like to have different rituals set into my week, month, and quarter and year to um, measure my progress. Because if you aren't tracking something, then you're probably not getting better. Like you've got to track something if you do want to see like how you stack up against yourself. So um, what I do personally is um, every year I set goals for myself. So actually every December I do a um, vision and goal planning workshop. So um, you know, put yourself on your, the calendar for that. Um, but during that workshop, I one review my, my last year and then I set goals for the whole of next year. So once I set my like big yearly goals, I then break down my yearly goals into quarterly goals. Okay. And then every quarter before I, um, so, you know, Q4 just started. So this quarter last weekend, I sat down and I did my review of Q3 and then I planned ahead for my Q4. So every quarter I set three goals for myself, one personal, one financial, and one professional. And those three goals tie back to my yearly goal. Okay. So I'm not making like 10,000 new goals every week and every month. I'm picking three big goals a year. Okay. Then I take that, those three big goals and I chunk them down into quarterly goals, okay? Then I take those quarterly goals and I chunk them down to monthly goals. And then I take that monthly goal and I chunk it down to a weekly goal. And I do that through CEO Sunday. I know that was a lot. If you want to refer back to one of my podcast episodes, I can't remember which episode number it was, but I'm pretty sure I called it um, effective goal planning. Um, something like that. We'll have it down in the show notes for you. Um, I really break it down there exactly how I do the quarterly, the monthly, and the weekly, and how I set up my CEO Sunday. Um, when you have a system like this, then you are able to measure your progress. So then at the end of the quarter, I look back and I say, okay, like, did I achieve the quarterly goals I set for myself? Yes or no. If I didn't achieve them, can I move them over to the next quarter? Can I combine them or do I get rid of them? 
Because sometimes the goals that we make feel good and sound good in the moment, but then as we like evolve and we move through life, it, they just don't align anymore and that's okay. And give yourself permission to let some goals go. You don't have to achieve every single thing you put your mind to if it no longer excites you and if it's no longer in alignment. So just to recap, set big yearly goals, chunk those, take those three big goals and then chunk it down into a quarterly goal and then chunk that down to monthly and chunk that down to weekly. So my weekly goals, they all refer back to my yearly goal, okay? Um, next from there, how do you know if you're ever being stagnant, right? So like when you get to a point when you didn't reach a goal and you decide to let that goal go or maybe you chunk it onto your next one, are you being stagnant? It's a question someone asked me on Instagram the other day. I don't know, are you? <laughs> Only you can answer that for yourself. So if you decide to let a goal go because it's no longer in alignment or push it to next quarter, be really honest with yourself. Like, am I showing up for myself? Am I doing the things that I say I'm going to do? Am I keeping my promise to myself? Or am I being lazy? Or is this a mindset thing? Do I not believe in myself? Am I procrastinating? Am I self-sabotaging? Do I need to reach out to a coach who's going to help? Hold my vision for me and keep me accountable and keep me motivated. Like, it's okay to have a coach to do this. I have a coach who does this for me. Um, I have multiple people that I work with. So if you are being stagnant, then that's on you to figure it out. There is no kind of marker or thing that's going to point it out at you because stagnation or like you not doing the work is just going to show up as self-sabotage. And as we all know, self-sabotage is a protection mechanism. So you have to do the work in figuring out, okay, like what limiting belief is holding me back right now? What, what work do I have to do to, to work through this? Um, that is just, you know, awareness. I mean, that's, that's all it is. And um, the other thing that I would measure that he uses key measures of progress. We do this in mindset makeover is every single month we do a monthly review. And in that monthly review, one of the questions I ask is what was your, what was, I don't know it word for word, but it's something along the lines of like, what was your predominant energy or frequency this month? Um, how did you maintain it? How can you maintain it next month? Um, I love measuring our energetic frequencies and being responsible for the vibe that we're in because that says so much about who you're being, right? Not just about what you're doing because you can be doing all these things, checking off your goals, hustling in your business, like making moves, making things happen. But if you're depleted and not taking care of yourself and overworking yourself at the end of the day, then that's not sustainable. And you're going to start to build resentment for your goals, your business, like whatever you're working towards. So um, within your key measures of progress, I would definitely be checking on your energy, your frequency. How are you feeling? What is, who are you being? And um, really be responsible for that. Like I'm more concerned about my energy and who I'm being than what I'm doing and what it looks like from the outside that people think I'm doing. I kind of butchered that, but that's how important it is. <laughs> Coming from the person who used to like really be like so concerned about my image and what people thought about me and what I looked like, mainly like on Instagram, like that, that social profile that I portrayed, 
Um, I used to be so hyper aware of it and spent a lot of time sort of like curating what I wanted my community to see that now I, I don't care because it's more important and I've seen more success in focusing on who I'm being and not all the things that I'm doing. I used to get a lot of comments from my community saying like, wow, how do you make so much content? You're everywhere. You're always posting stories, Instagram, podcasts. Like, how do you do it all? And I, I don't know how I did it all, but newsflash, it wasn't healthy for me to do it all, all the time. And I'm so much more aware about my energy now and because I am more aware of it, I'm so much happier and I feel so much more successful. Like doing all the things last year didn't ultimately give me the success that I wanted because I wasn't, I was trying to be successful for others and I wasn't trying to be successful for me. Okay. So last but not least, the one thing that is going to completely solve your struggles <laughs> when it comes to this. Okay. You ready for it? Can I get a drum roll? Stop comparing yourself. Stop it. Get off Instagram. Stop scrolling. Get obsessed with your own life. Keep your eyes in your own lane. Like, it's not worth it to compare yourself to other people. It just isn't. Like, it's always relative. If you compare yourself to her, she's better and you're not. Or she did it faster and you're slow. It's always relative. It's never going to come out like positive. And some people say, well, I do better when I compare myself to others. Well, are you being motivated by fear or are you being motivated by love? Because there are very, very, very few people on this earth who are lovingly motivated by other people. Mostly it's the fear of being behind or, you know, FOMO, like fear of missing out, um, which then drives their actions and their behaviors of like showing up and doing, doing it all. Your success is your own. And, um, another even like healthy type of motivation that a lot of people do is, um, trying to sort of like replicate how someone else did it. So, you know, say someone made an Instagram post that did really, really well, or I don't know, they just did something. And then, so you're like, okay, like she was successful doing it like that. Let me try it like that. Okay. Or thinking that, well, she did it like that. And it turned out really good for her, so that must work. No. Maybe, but not all the time, and you will have more success and more happiness if you do it the way that you want to do it. Like, do it your way, not the way that she did it. Do it how you want to. Um, this, I have to be honest with you guys, like I always am, was the hardest thing for me to grasp. Like, the hardest. And I, and I hope that you don't struggle with it. As long as I did, because I was a victim to this comparison mindset for a very long time. And the comparison mindset, not of like, oh, wow, she's better than me, but oh, wow, I have to do it like them. There must be like this right path towards success. There must be this one way to build your business or to, um, yeah, to be authentic, to love yourself, to know yourself. Well, if they did it like that, then I must do it like that too. And that's simply not the case. And the, the quicker you get out of this mindset of comparing and comparing and trying to emulate and trying to do it like other people, the faster you will get to your own version of success. And a lot of that 
is from your deep inner wisdom, this wisdom that lies within you. Like you've always had all the answers within you, okay? You don't need to find it outside of yourself. That person doesn't know more than you. You got to learn how to tap in, how to listen to your intuition so that you can do things your way. That's all I got for you guys this week. I hope this episode was helpful. If it was, take a screenshot, post it on your story and tag me and let me know what your biggest insight, what your biggest takeaway was. And again, I want to hear from you. If you are a coach, entrepreneur, um, and you are working on building your business and you're struggling with the mindset, with the self-sabotage, with not believing in yourself, kind of not knowing what those next steps are, please reach out to me and let me know how I can help you. So we can do like a live workshop or training or a masterclass of some sort. I'm really, I'm really feeling called to work with you guys in that capacity. Um, and yeah, so just reach out to me. That's all I have for you guys this week. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week. Don't forget to be your highest self. I'll see you guys next week, same time, same place. Bye for now. Oh, 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 oh,